DJ Playboy. What's good, Josh? Your man, DJ Playboy, back for another edition of the Perfect Talk Podcast. And I do no episode, man. Not none, not one, not any without my dog, my partner, the man who don't leave the crib without a mask on his face. Girl, scream like a peak. If I ever leave the crib at all, what's good? <laughs> man. I don't play that shit. <laughs> how you been, man? Before we before we get into the the Corona status, man, how you been in, in just life in general, brother? Everything been good. I can't complain. Last night, uh, me and wifey went out for date night. We tried out one of those uh, outdoor seating dining out experiences, man. How was it? I was just nervous. Mm. You remember the? You remember back? To let's say the first time in your entire life you ever walked around with weed in your pocket, <laughs> and you felt as if the feds was on you. Like you felt. <laughs> I, I, I know I'm probably gonna date you, but you 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 felt as if George W. Bush himself had his agents on you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like like that's how it felt. But like not with cops, law enforcement, of course. Like it felt like that. Like at every single turn I could get sick. I was just like, ah, like, waiter, ah. I was like, yo, I'm going to just put my entire order in right now. Don't come back till you got all the food, man. I want you to do Reduce this multiple shit. trips. Yeah, and then, like, uh, they have, like, sidewalk dining. So you see people on the sidewalk, but they got their masks off because they're drinking and eating and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, all these... All these open noses is just trying to get at me. It, it, it felt crazy, boy. Is it, oh, yeah, because I could imagine, man. But I'm doing good, too, man, by the way. But uh, I, I could have just imagined that life has got to be, for like, the, you know, the, the hypochondriac or the extra paranoid, life just got to be rough right now. Because even if you don't suffer from any of that, you still got that feeling, right? Like, oh, I just touched the door. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and I, I feel like that's not too much of a change from everything because I kind of felt like that in using the New York City public transportation system. Mm-hmm. I felt like anything you touch was dirty. <laughs> so yeah. I kind of had that feeling anyway um, to kind of like, if you touching surfaces, you probably need to not touch your face and definitely wash your hands at the first possible um, opportunity. But it's hyper, it's, it's, it's enhanced now by so much, man. Cause I don't even, I, I went to, I went inside my first like sneaker store or I guess it was, it was like a, a shoe store, I should say, um, in a long time. And it was, it was weird, definitely, but it was more weird cause I was with my daughter and she just, she gets the concept that there's something going on. So she know we got to wear the mask yeah. and if she see people without their mask, she calling them out. But, uh, she's still in here touching everything. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, man, yeah. oh man, you go, you like, you going nuts, and then you get her in the car seat, you get her buckled in, and by the time you walk around to the car, get to the other side of the car, she's already touching her face. <laughs> I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah, I gotta imagine, man. That that's, that shit is crazy. It's just, bro, it's, it's nerve wracking more than anything, and it, it's uh, but yeah, it's every, it's, but that's life now. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't yeah. necessarily uh. No, if school's gonna start in the fall, or if it does, if it's not gonna end again, I, I kind of feel like that about a lot of things that are planning on on starting again. Because you see it with, uh, we'll get right into the show. You see it this week with the the numbers of coronavirus just going up. Man, we set a single day record three days in a row in America. Like, yeah, it's been in, in, like day over day, like it's been increasing like crazy. Like, I got the New York Times paid me, you know. Figured I splurge on myself Bola. and get some. some uh, yeah, I got the little subscription, <laughs> and uh, like on their home screen, as soon as you open the app, it has like basically compares like these fourteen days to the previous fourteen days and like the rise. 
So like before it might have been like 10%. Then, you know, I open the app another day. It might be 14. Like I'm not really paying attention. But like it literally within a week, it was like 25, 30. Mm-hmm. And then now it's about fit in the 50s. Like meaning that it, it increased 50% compared to like the previous couple weeks. So like that, like I didn't, it's like being in the Northeast where where like New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, like they went crazy on this Corona shit, and having the the numbers decrease and the curve the curve flattened and all that, it's just a weird concept to think that like Texas and Florida, two states who's like New Yorkers, y'all better stay the hell away. <laughs> like now they now they feeling it, you know what I'm saying? And when all them young people were out, or just they were kind of lax on the on the restrictions to begin with, mm-hmm. like people looked at them and was like. Y'all gonna be sorry later But I'll be honest I looked at it And be like What if they got it right Like what if they know They got the secret sauce Like how to do it Like they could have people out And still be safe Yeah Like like with hope right That is absolutely not You look at Yeah yeah exactly Yeah I thought like Because honestly you know It becomes like a political thing Like a lot of things are right now Mm -hmm. They be like Oh look at those Republican governors They stupid Mm -hmm. But then I It's a ruin ruin for humanity though (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you're still rooting for. I hope people are good, but like they're dumb. Like, look, whoa, 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 you know, it's kind of like when you say "I told you so." Like, you part of you hopes to say "I told you so." Like, you said, "Yo, you shouldn't do that," mm-hmm. and I'm like, "No, nah, I'm gonna do it. I think I'm gonna be good." And part of you hopes that you're you are. Matter of fact, the, the entire part of you hopes that you're you're right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But you would be right either way. Like you say, "I hope that you do good," and if you turn out doing good, like that part of you is fulfilled. And then also the other part is, listen. I had the answer. You ain't think that my answer was the answer. So you're going to see. You're going to see, nigga. <laughs> and, and that, so that's kind of what happened. Those are the thoughts of Dr. Fauci himself. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, even even um, Andrew Cuomo, the governor of New York, was like, he ain't say it all right, but he said it in political terms. He's like, all right, Florida. All right, y'all nigga, all right, bet. <laughs> Anybody from Florida, y'all done in this, in this state. 14-day <laughs> quarantine. Word up. Yeah, yeah, I spend the time in the yard out here. They ain't no, you ain't gonna come here and just go to the World Trade Center Museum. Nah, you gonna have to be shut in somewhere. How do they do the four? How do you how do you enforce a fourteen day quarantine for someone traveling from like another state? I don't even know how that works. Are you putting them up in a specific hotel? Are you like who has an extra fourteen days to start their vacation? Yeah, I don't. I, I can't imagine how they would enforce it. Remember on the senior trip when they said that we was in trouble. They said, "All right, y'all got y'all stay." And we got in trouble on the first night, and it was like a, maybe a four day trip or something. Yeah. They said, "All right, for the rest of the trip, y'all got to stay in." But how are you going to enforce it? Like it's just two of us, and there's like a hundred other kids, and they, and 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 the teachers on vacation themselves, quote unquote. <laughs> exactly, teachers on vacation. Somebody got pregnant on that trip. <laughs> At least one student and one teacher got pregnant on that trip. <laughs> And like, how do, how are you gonna enforce it to your point? So I, I think it might just be maybe if you caught wilding out, maybe then it's like, are you from Florida? All right, you uh, you should have been in quarantine, like something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's how. Uh, and I've heard hefty fines, like um, definitely to to make you not want to do it. You know what I mean? But, so, but to your point, I think right. yeah, if you're out and you're partying, or let's say you get into a bar fight, and um, they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> Texas, really? <laughs> it, might, yeah. it might be an extra $2,000 fine, and it could go up as high as uh, $10,000 for a subsequent violation. So, uh, definitely. Exactly. It, but, but like, to your point, those states are hot spots. Like, I remember on Tuesday, 
That was a headline I was reading. Seven states are reporting new highs. Uh, Arizona, Arkansas, California, North Carolina, South Carolina, Tennessee, and Texas. And then by the next day, <laughs> they're like, all right, we just we just set the single day record. I'm like, whoa, the entire country. <laughs> day after that, yeah. we surpassed $40,000 ca- for $40,000, 40,000 cases for the first time. I'm like, what is going like? It, and then you see the pictures. People just out. People just, you know what I mean? Yeah. They, they, I don't know, man. You got to. You got like these sports leagues are starting back up. I don't know if you heard Major League Baseball was uh going through a, a bit of a dispute over money. They could have actually started the earliest because you see people overseas in Korea obviously playing uh baseball on ESPN and uh, other other countries. But they were arguing over money. They finally got it together. But I'm like now that all these people are kind of getting back now, like the basketball leagues, the football leagues, everybody's te- they got to test everybody, and everybody's coming up positive. Yeah, that's crazy. I think out of I can't remember how many basketball NBA players were tested, but I think about five percent of those tested came up positive, and that might be somewhere around like between fifteen and twenty people. Over one hundred and fifty college athletes who aren't even being paid um, at, from at least thirty-nine different schools uh, have contracted uh, the coronavirus after those, you know, quote-unquote voluntary workouts. And it's like, wow. you know what I mean? Like, bro, you don't even get paid to begin with. Like, uh, to the point that UCLA um, felt the need to contact ESPN and the LA Times just to kind of like make a cry out for help saying, yo, we play for Chip Kelly. We have no confidence that he's going to have our best interest at heart in terms of uh, keeping us safe and from a public health standpoint. And I'm just like, yo, they, they like literally crying out for help. <laughs> like, fuck what coach think. You know what I mean? We, we got to ain't, ain't no life. Ain't no coach if we ain't living, you know what I mean? <laughs> ain't, yeah. ain't, ain't no coach if we all get sick, so. Uh, I don't blame them, too, because cause especially with these college programs, these coaches don't give a fuck. Your property. You know basically, what I mean? Your property to them, Basically, bro. Not, imagine not, people, uh, that kind of quality, of, like college basketball, you know, it ain't professional, but people don't realize if you're not a fan, like, and I'm not a big fan, but I've seen a few college games in my day, like, not even D1, not even, like, Kentucky or something, but, like, even D2. Like, it's quality games. Like, when you sit there, like, you'll have a good time. Now, the concession stand ain't popping, but, you know, it's 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 a decent game. So, imagine these kids ain't getting paid. Some of them might not even be on a full scholarship. Or if they get hurt, their scholarship get all messed up. Like, it, it's a it's a lot of risk out there. Yeah, man. For them. Definitely. And, and t- it was risky before because it's just, you know, their health. They're there, uh, quote unquote, getting an education in exchange for um, playing football or basketball. But even so, like now with the coronavirus, they can bring that back home to their families now. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's it's it, that's the one thing about this resurgence of, of the the virus in America is that a lot of it's young people, like an incredible amount. I've been hearing that, yeah, like that, but more than I guess other countries and before previously, I guess the first. Time we dealt with this, uh, like, to, uh, what do you think? That's because more young people are out and not taking it serious, right? I've seen Dr. Fauci saying he doesn't think young people are taking it as serious as they should. Yeah, I think that was the news story when it first first came out. Like, you saw the spring break and said, fuck all that. And to be fair, you know, that was when it, was fr- it first first came yeah. out and nobody could fully grasp how seri- serious it was. But I think that even carried through to when you think about the protests and you think about um, this is just different reasons that batches of, of people, groups of people have just been out. So whether it's just you going out, hanging out, sometimes you see at parks, a bunch of people hanging out. 
working out, all that type of shit. Uh, I think um, that's catching up. Yeah, man. It's uh, and then the protesting ain't helping. <laughs> the protesting right. ain't helping, and uh, I mean, and, but it, I mean, we need it in this country, though. We definitely, you know, I mean, need a, need a voice. We're being heard for the first time, and we'll get to some of the things that are being changed in this country uh, because of what's the civil unrest going on. But we would uh, be remiss to not speak on uh, the shooting of Rashad Brooks, the murder of Rashad Brooks, um, in Atlanta, um, uh, killed by uh, officer. What's his name? I had it right here. Uh, Garrett Rolf. Um, and, and I'm not sure if anybody out there is familiar with the video. You can Google it, uh, YouTube it. it it's, it's a disturbing video, you know what I mean, um, to watch. Uh, but there's a bit of a scuffle between what looks like, from my, my perspective, two officers and Rashad. Um, and Rashad seems to be getting the best of him, um, even seems to overpower him and uh, uh, escape, kind of, so to speak, starts running away. Um but he has the, one of the officer's tasers in his hand, if I'm not mistaken. And at some point, I guess he like turns back around. Um, I don't know if to look back to see if they if they would follow him or to shoot, whatever the case may be. But at that point, once he turned around, um, he was shot fatally uh, down and then uh, obviously died. Um, but it, it was one of those videos that was that was a bit hard to watch. And one of those, I guess, cases. It's sad that we like victims of police brutality we refer to it as one of those cases but it happened so so many but this was one of the ones that it was like it wasn't so easy to defend right away because of the optics of it um because and, and i guess the best way to explain it is if i were to watch that video with my son i wouldn't that the way that rashad behaved in that video uh, from what I can see, from my perspective, from you know, what I mean, we get it out of context. Obviously, you don't see the whole video, but that that would not be how I tell my son to uh, behave with the cops if you're looking to survive the situation. And you can see from the aftermath mm-hmm. that that didn't happen in Rashad's case. Um, however, I think it might have been you that brought it to my attention when we were just talking about this in a group chat. Like they could have shot him in the legs. You know what I mean? They could have shot him in the arm, and they could have shot him uh, somewhere that wasn't going to be a fatal shot. Uh, one, and then two. After we, after the that video had came out, how many videos do we see emerge of white people just going full five stars on Grand Theft Auto and not even having a gun pointed at them? Yeah, right. you know what I mean. To the point, I seen it on TV. I, I seen a TV show on like True TV yesterday of just criminals doing wild stuff, and the good majority of them were white people wilding the fuck out. You know what I mean? So it made you think, like, damn, they got a lot of patience when the suspect looks like their nephew or their son or their daughter. You know what I mean? But it's like in these situations, it's like, oh, well, shoot to kill because you're not viewing us as human beings. And I think it it as like I said, the optics aren't great in that in that. But it shows the what the Black Lives Matter is saying is that you would think of another life as a life in that situation. But you're not thinking of this black man as a life. Yeah, I think uh, sometimes it's hard to defend one way or the other when you're just looking at individual cases. But if you just think about, um, if I I look at the the Rashard Brooks Kate thing, right? Mm -hmm. One, the video, at the point where we start seeing the scuffling and stuff, they've already been like, they've had this encounter for a while already. So it didn't like start in that way. Mm -hmm. Like they, it was a drunk stop and, you know, they were doing their thing and, I guess they just, I'm not sure how they started scuffing, but then a while, and it might be like half an hour, 45 minutes in, they start scuffling. I think they were handcuffing and him. Then, if if, I believe I saw that maybe from the dash cam. They were handcuffing mm-hmm. him. Um, but go ahead, my fault. Not to, not to cut you off. Yeah, a lot. from what I understand, a lot of the clip that they actually show on TV, because, you know, they're only going to show like, or on the internet or whatever, they're only going to show like two, 
you know, maybe five minutes yeah. of it. And that's just the the climax of the whole situation, including when he's killed. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess the, the whole, the point I'm trying to get at is when are black people going to get, get the benefit of the doubt? You know what I'm saying? Like you mentioned that you mentioned it's not how you would tell your son to go through these things, but the, the, the mere fact that you have to tell your son to go through these things in a very special way is, 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 is wild. It's whack. It's, I don't know. I don't know the word for it. Like it, it, it just ain't right. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's really what all the protest is about and all that stuff. Like, like you said, like there's white suspects who's straight doing some, some I, I don't even know what to call it. Video like game, shit. Video game shit, bro. Ain't no other word. Yeah. <laughs> I seen one where a, a white dude did a, a two foot flying drop kick on a cop mm. and just run away. <laughs> and yeah, nigga, that's the end of the story. <laughs> that's it. He just ran away. <laughs> and <laughs> period <laughs> so like this <clears throat> they know he didn't have a lethal weapon on him right yeah exactly and I hear the argument and I hear the argument well you know the stun gun if he if he uh, pretty much like stunned one of the cops the cop he could have did some major damage like after the cop is stunned and came and started taking advantage of the cop and stuff mm-hmm. but Man, lethal force. Like, could he have gotten the benefit of doubt? Like, can he have gotten that one second where it's like, all right, uh, this guy, he just has a stun gun. What are the chances that he could incapacitate me with that stun gun? Or two officers. Because from what I understand, you got to, like, disconnect the stun gun after you hit, after you hit, make contact with one person. Like, you got to, whoever knows if he knew how to use it to that level. Right. Exactly. Now, one possibility is that maybe he's been trained as a cop or he's been trained as some kind of law enforcement, something or the other, mm-hmm. and he knows how to use a stun gun well and he's a marksman, but most people would get that, that like most people would get the doubt of, all right, he took the stun gun, you know, we were slacking, we didn't stick to our training, how we let him disarm us like that. And uh you know, maybe the other person screams, like, "Nah, you got my stun gun, damn!" But you got you got your gun, yeah. All right, let's, let's get it. Let's get after him, see if we, what we could do. Mm-hmm. But it went, it escalated straight to, "All right, we got to shoot." And to that thing of shooting at the legs and stuff, that shit is incredibly difficult. So I could see why a regular old, a, a patrolman, a patrol person wouldn't just go shooting at the legs. It's really not easy because mm-hmm. you'll end up just start bucking shots, busting out five shots just to try to get one leg. And you know what that situation, the biggest, easiest target is the, the torso, mm-hmm. you know, just from a, a practical standpoint. But just to have to pull out, just to have to d- uh, discharge your gun in that way for a drunk stop is it, bizarre, man. It's, it, it hurts because you feel as if a, as a black person, you got to do stuff perfect, right? Like when you look at the Christian Cooper joint, the bird watcher in the in Central Park with the, the lady Amy Cooper, no relation that said, that pretty much threatened him with the cops. Like, oh, I'm going right, to call the cops and tell them a black man's bothering me. And you know what time it is. Mm-hmm. And um, with that joint, look how perfect he had to be for this to be escalated to the level that it was. Right? Everything on his resume, flawless. You couldn't make a better person, like a, a build a, a better person of any color. <laughs> but he had to be all those things. <laughs> he had to be all those things. 
The dude was even in shape. Have you seen a picture of this dude? This dude is like, <laughs> like 50, 60, something like that. Dude, I'm like, yo, this dude is, yo, what's wrong? Is there anything wrong with it? Like, Google, that's the thing. He had to be the perfect. Google dude. searches are perfect. No, no wild porn fetishes. No, nothing. No, nothing, bro. <laughs> nothing. Yo, yo, his, his computer's clean. Shit don't ever got. Pirated music on it. It's just straight up. He's been using iTunes since it started. Next black president, Christian Cooper. <laughs> Yo, dude had to be perfect, man, just to get this into the media. So that's and for the media not to do something weird with the story, like say, oh, Christian Cooper had a, you know, maybe he had a he got busted for marijuana when he was twenty or something like, like nothing like that. Like it's just straight up. Yo, he could he couldn't even God. have a if he had a domestic uh, domestic uh, dispute. <laughs> with a former girlfriend, they would have brought that shit up. Be like, "Well, Amy was right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Amy knew. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. Couldn't even have nothing like that on his record, bro. It's, it's. I, I get. I definitely get what you're saying, though. We have to. Oh man, it's, it's the theory that uh, I think me, you, and, and and many black people in this country faces. We got to be better just to be equal. Right. <laughs> we gotta be. To- we gotta. We gotta. Fo- we gotta work at 150 just to equal your hundred. And then to get respected, right. and then and then get respected as if we're doing eighty five, <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, <clears throat> you heard about the um the ca- the case of Elijah McLean? No, no, put me on to that. Have you heard? I have not. Put me on. Yeah, so it, it's so it's another police brutality joint. It's a black kid. He's twenty three years old. I say kid, but you know he's a he's a black guy, a young young black man, twenty three years old, and um he was wearing a ski mask because as I understand it, he has some pretty significant anemia and he tends to get really cold okay. and this is in aurora colorado and somebody called the cops said yeah i see a, a, a guy who's suspicious um not doing nothing right now but uh you should check this out and the cops came and um sh- long story short they they pretty much come after him and he's like listen man i'm not doing nothing like what what because he was literally just walking from like a corner store or something like that and he's like listen i ain't doing nothing and then they start um, like detaining him and all that type of stuff, and he's like, "Yo, like, what's going on?" And then they 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 choke they they put some chokehold on him with occludes his carotid artery, like the artery that's bringing blood to the brain. Mm-hmm. Then uh, injected him with like tranquilizers, ketamine. Mm. But this dude's like a buck forty, so like any little bit of drugs is like a big deal for his little body. Mm-hmm. Not, I don't, you know, you know what I'm saying. Like he's a, he's a smaller framed guy. Yeah, no, I get his tolerance. So, yeah, like his tolerance. Yeah. So, dude had two heart attacks, died. That's nuts. Crazy. And by the way, the medics came and injected him with that stuff. And it, yo, the dude's a buck forty five. B, like, the average cop, the average cop duo can overtake this guy. Mm-hmm. In fact, fine, call a third just to, you know, be safe. Like, that's that's easy work. Like, well, first of all, they shouldn't be detaining him. Like, he wasn't doing anything. But then, like, it, it got all the way here, injecting him with drugs pretty much, uh, effectively like a death penalty. It's crazy. Like, by lethal injection. And, and, and Tupac said it, man, like... The biggest gang is like the NYPD, the LAPD, and it, but they kind of move like it, bro. They kind of like, like you said, two people can overpower you, three people could definitely get you in the, in the vehicle, you know what I mean? But why do why do two of them have to stand around, or one of them not stand around, or the other one chokes you out? Like, what's that? 
Right. <laughs> you got to look at somebody, watch you get choked out. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's. Have you seen the ski mask that he wore? Not that it makes a difference, but I heard it was like an open face. I did, I did hear that story, what you started talking about. I wasn't familiar with the name, but I heard it was like an open face ski mask. But I, I don't know what that is. If that, I like, I'm, when, I, when you say ski mask, I'm thinking of like the young buck. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I think I think it's something like that. But I think some of them might be able to like, open, like you know, like the openings for your eyes or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Like you could like you could kind of like pull it down like a clava yeah, kind yeah, of. Yeah. But I don't I don't see I don't know the exact ski mask he was wearing, but I I think it was like that like a scully material type. Gotcha. Okay. But you pull it over the head. That's and, it, uh, but I don't know the exact like model or cut of it, and that's crazy. And you hear stories like that all the time, especially people with like mental disabilities. How the police deal with them? They're just arriving on the scene, and you know what I mean. They 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 don't have the ability to assess their situation because they're not trained to. You know what I mean? They have the ability right. to think, all right, well, this is a normal, um, sane thinking person, um, and now they're behaving like this. Oh, they must be a threat. You know what I mean? And it's like, nah, man, like, right. like take a second. But it, it all comes down to training. It all comes down to policing the police. You know what I mean? It all comes down to they need to watch each other and speak out when something looks wrong. You know what I mean? Instead of that big brother, we're going to protect. Because, cause and not to switch gears, but it happens in the workplace, right? You know, but you've seen it with the Me Too stuff that was going on. You've seen it with Jerry Sandusky. It's like if you homeboys, I see it in my own workplace. If you're homeboys with the boss, you get away with some wild shit. And it takes years of people like accusing you and maybe uh, enough uh, people from the outside hearing it to be like, oh, wait, something's up. You know what I mean? Larry Nasir, the, the, the doctor at, uh, uh, at Michigan State and, and the Olympics. Like, how many girls was complaining about that? You know what I mean? But it's like, if you're cool with, 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 the, with, with, with the boss, you in charge. And the same thing goes for cops. They looking at their homeboy. That's not like, that's your homeboy. But if he does something wrong, he's now a suspect. He's now a criminal. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that they can't compartmentalize it and not and, and not to defend them but it's probably hard for a lot of people to compartmentalize that you know what i mean it was hard for me when i was a teenager and my homeboys would start doing something crazy to be like yo maybe i should get away from this or maybe this ain't for me you know what i mean sometimes you just go with the crowd i don't think i'd be guilty of right. that as a grown man but i'm sure there are times that i could be you see and you see it there are times that people could be you know what i mean so it's it's um Definitely something we got to step up, but thoughts and prayers definitely to uh, Rashad's family, man. And, and it's sad that we still got to go through this. Um, I'm hoping that, you know what I mean, though, we can make enough change to the point that we don't have to talk about this or to the point that when these situations do happen, we're like shocked by it and astonished because it's an anomaly. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Something that was very shocking, and we spoke about it on the last episode, Keith, was uh, man, Bubba Wallace fighting the Confederate flag, uh, waving at nascar events uh bubba wallace being uh one of the only black nascar drivers definitely one of the top black nascar drivers um in in in, in the sport um you know spoke out about the confederate flag being seen at events and flown and 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 not only were they worn by fans and brought by fans but you know the some of the stadiums and arenas themselves or raceways themselves i should say had confederate flags hanging um so you know kudos to nascar for saying that they are going to uh, ban the use of that flag. Um, we'll see how much that'll be uh, possible when they start letting fans back in the stands because obviously the bottom line controls everything here because before fans were even let back in at the first race bubble Wallace had after that announcement, people came out in droves to Talladega uh, with their Confederate flag t-shirts, uh, trucks, 
flags hanging from their RVs, even had an airplane fly from uh, above uh, the, the raceway uh, with a Confederate flag saying defund NASCAR. So it got real ignorant, man. It, 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 they they were showing that they're not going for it and they're offended by it. And you see, I don't know if you read any Twitter comments um, by people who in the past couple of weeks who were fans of NASCAR, but I don't quite catch the correlation between the sport and the Confederate flag. But you know what I mean? It, it, to some people, it means something, right? <laughs> and, yeah. Um, but But... I guess the most disturbing thing that came out of that day was uh, a noose was found in Bubba Wallace's garage, um, not by Bubba himself, but by a member of his team and thought to be, you know, a, a hate crime, so to speak, a threat on his life, a uh, a kind of like a retaliation, like you took away our flags, we're going to show you uh, kind of situation. Um, fast forward a few days later, uh, with the F- after the FBI got involved, come to find out that there was no foul play. You know what I mean? This was just a random noose. <laughs> it left laying around in Alabama and actually was uh, used as a garage pull. Um, if you don't know, not familiar with what that is, that's the rope you pull to pull down a garage door. No other garage in, in this country, <laughs> maybe even the world, has a noose hanging from it as a garage pull. But this particular garage has been using that one and it's been there as long as last fall, maybe even longer. <laughs> Yo, man, why does Alabama have to be so com- comically racist? Like, so when shit like that happens in a place like Mississippi, Alabama, it's like, yo, what? What? Like, I, you know, I'm a northerner, so I don't know much about the South. So when you hear about something like that, you're like, it's so consistent with what you already believe about places like Alabama. Mm-hmm. They just got to, they, they want to pull down something with a garage and they don't, you know, like up here, if you do something like that, you bang together not just so, you know, get a good grip on a rope. Somebody, somebody said, yo, tie a knot so you could get this garage pull. And somebody tied it in a noose knot. Of all the knots, of all the knots in the, in the Boy Scouts book, they came with a noose knot. Alabama, like, that's what they know. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> it's the only me. knot I know. <laughs> that's all, exactly. They're like, yo, why you ain't doing a Navy knot or whatever? No, that's, that's, that's what I know, man. Paul pa- pa- didn't teach me that one. <laughs> yo, that's that's crazy that they just it's 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 bizarre, man. It's keep but keep get it. They not only did they tie the rope, right? Not only did they say, oh, all right, tie it to the garage. They actually put the garage door up and let it hang, <laughs> like hang down. And some and people walked past us for months. <laughs> nah. and, and was like, yeah, that's about right. <laughs> Guess we're in Talladega now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's it's. I mean, I'm. I, and then people. It was funny because the internet acts. The internet, I think, as a whole, is just idiotic. Uh, but people were literally like, "Aha, Bubba! <laughs> Aha! It wasn't a hate crime. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It showed you. <laughs> you causing all this, all yeah. this mess because uh, Bubba Wallace is uh." Was supported by NASCAR um, and his fellow drivers uh, by them pushing his car to the front of uh, the race when when the race had started the other day it was stopped because of a rain delay on the Sunday. But that Monday when it did go on, they 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 all followed in support of Bubba. Took a great selfie and just to show that they stand with Bubba, which was awesome. Um, but at that point, you know, you kind of thought like, yo, one of these people in the background might have did it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they had the access to the garage, they could have done it. Um, so I'm happy to find out that that wasn't a hate crime towards Bubba. Um, I'm not sure why people are happy. Or, or celebrating something because it just shows that Alabama and NASCAR have a problem with just allowing wild shit like this. And um, yeah, go, my fault. The, 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 
Yeah, the joint sounded when I when I first first heard the story. I was like, it got it. Like, it has to be an inside job, either really inside, or it's like Bubba's team, or somebody who, let's say, somebody who works for NASCAR. I don't know how how it's organized, but let's say they work for NASCAR or that Talladega Raceway. Yeah, they come and clean up or fix things or do maintenance or something like that. That's what I thought at first, and um, it's a good thing they found the joint just in time because I heard Bubba Wallace has scheduled like a meeting with everybody on his staff and they all had to dress in black and he's going to bring his Rottweiler to the meeting. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. <laughs> People are like, what, what is he talking about? <laughs> sit your $5 ass down. <laughs> Everyone, Google sit your $5 ass down before I make some change. <laughs> you just watch the entire scene. You'll get it. <laughs> or, or Google Martin when he's looking for his CD player. <laughs> you know? But that's what but that's what came to my head, though. I'm like, yo, it has to be an inside job. And uh, what does Bubba think? Like, he's like, yo, man, I got to tighten up the tighten up the crew. <laughs> Two checks for BDB. <laughs> <laughs> yo. <laughs> nah, it's but no, I, I thought because so, who has access to that? You know what I'm saying? Who could have got to it? Right. But um. I mean, I, I, Alabama. What the hell? <laughs> like, damn. I, but uh, well, and then, but you do see things changing, right? You and and I can. I I always look at things from the other side. I guess maybe I, you know, it's my inner sociologist. I'm always able to see. Like, I think the Confederate flag shouldn't be um, up. I don't think that the losers of war should be celebrated. I understand history, but who built statues of people who lost wars? <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Like I, right. I've never seen anything like that. Who who's like cat walks around with a flag representing the portion of the country that they weren't from, <laughs> or never lived, or probably never visited? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Word. that's that's like that's like me representing a gang. I, I like I don't know anybody from. I never. I'm like, oh, Snoop Dogg does it. <laughs> you know? What I mean? Well, that that's the interesting thing about the confront. I didn't realize how big the Confederate flag was in places that are not in the South. And it's very much like a, a race thing. So I don't I don't think I know, un- well, it is racist, So, but I don't know enough to say that everyone, when they get it, they said, I, I'm a race, like, well, no one says that. But like, when they get it, what is exactly? I have black friends, what do you mean? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> While they're buying it. <laughs> but like, it, it, so for instance, like Michigan, like really white towns in Michigan or upstate New York and, and, and like these different places, like they... Love them some correct. Some of them love them some Confederate flag, and it's like, what does it really mean to you? Like your state fought against this stuff, or your state didn't exist at the time for some people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like, it, it's just weird, beyond weird, bro. It's it's. I don't even. <laughs> I I've never understood it. You know what I mean? And uh, like I said, you, like you obviously know that it's something deeper than you know just history. And, and and from what I've heard, um, of like I've heard, I heard an author actually say it today. Like those statues were put up as a way to remind black people that you're not going to be able to vote in this town, or you're never yes. going to be able to um, buy a house here or, or get a loan here. Like this is th- you're not going to have the same rights here. So just leave this as a reminder for you. You know what I mean? And, and yeah, exactly. Like it wasn't built like right after Confederacy. Like oh, morning I lost soldiers and stuff like that. It was they, those things were built like in the. A lot of them were built like in the early 1900s in certain towns. Mm-hmm. Some of them even in like even more recent 50s, 1950s, 60s, shit like that. Like this stuff is like a. 
it's almost like a, a, a more modern creation. I, and I use modern in quotes because, you know, 1900s aren't, it's not necessarily modern, but you know what I'm trying to get at? Yeah, it's yeah. not as ancient as like the Civil exactly. War. Exactly. It's like a modern creation trying to re, like t- trying to adjust the, the narrative around the Confederate, the Civil War. The Civil War, in essence, was some dudes trying to overthrow the army. <laughs> I mean, excuse me, trying to overthrow our country's government because they said, yo, man, let me keep my slaves, man. Like that, <laughs> like that was the war. Like that was, that was the war. Trying to take it my was slaves, man. Treason. <laughs> yeah. Yo, it was, it, it was treason, but you know, Lincoln was, I, I wonder what the debates were like as far as like, yo, how should we punish them? Cause there's a lot of leniency and a lot of people, they, including Lincoln, I believe, like they didn't feel right giving them the ultimate punishment. Like in the books, up until this day, if you're treasonous, you could be put to death. Mm-hmm. But they did, I don't even think these people were um, arrested. Like they just got some of their property took. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even talking about um, just the, the enslaved people, but just like some of their property mm-hmm. took. And um, like that was it. Like they, like if right now, I said something threatening uh, to tour about the president. Like, I would get checked out, but they, like, tried to kill. <laughs> they tried to kill the, the government. And if they got a hold of Lincoln, they would have killed him. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, at that time. So, these are the people being lauded, man. They, they being celebrated right now, which is just bananas to me. And then people would look at protesters now, black protesters, and be like, man... You know, they don't love their country and, and all this crazy stuff. Like, the Confederacy is the, the epitome of hating your country. <laughs> that's the, yo, that's the cra- the hypocrisy of it. Or just, I guess, the, 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 the white privilege of it, so to speak. Like, how the same people who were protesting the virus <laughs> two weeks ago and their right to go out, because they had a lot of Confederate flags there, <laughs> are, like, getting mad at people for protesting monuments. <laughs> like how yeah, how dare you? Not not mad that it's getting taken down. Mad that they're protesting it. How dare you speak out yeah. about this? But you just use that same right to go speak out against your government that's not letting you quote unquote go outside. <laughs> like it's yeah. the hypocrisy of it is hilarious. You're saying I'm a patriot, but you're supporting domestic terrorism. <laughs> like you said, right. you're supporting treason, but you're but you're a patriot. Like it's insane. It's almost as if they don't want to hear the truth. <laughs> it's like they, they as it's coming out of their mouth, they're unable to hear it. I, exactly. Like I think the, 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 the flag and the statues make people forget how, or not even forget, just never realize how how serious the war was. Like it, it, it I feel as if like sometimes the the joint is like, oh, well, you know, we kind of disagreed, so we, we had to duke it out. Nah, like people put their lives on the line for this shit. They went out to kill and say, no, we're not giving up um, our enslaved people. Like, this is what they did. And they were they were looking to overthrow the United States government <laughs> to, to do that shit. And that's that's crazy. It's it's uh, it's, it's just, what I understand about white people. And, and I'm just generalizing. Here, I love I, do, I love you, white people. Don't take this the wrong way. But they don't like when shit gets taken away from them. <laughs> which is hilarious yeah. when, they, when you think about what they've done to people historically over time <laughs> but they just are like nah you're not taking that from me bro <laughs> you know you're not taking so something that's as like a statue right that we could look at it and be like why are y'all bigging him up 
But to them, that's like some weird sentimental value because their dad took them there when they were five. And so, like, they're like, nah, you can't take that down. Right. <laughs> you can't. Like, bro, what, why are you bigging him up? Like, who, what does this man mean to you? <laughs> like, yeah, there's an Abraham Lincoln statue, from what I understand, where he's standing over a freed state, a freed slave. And they're like, yo, we should take this down, too. This is problematic. <laughs> I'm like, yes, it is. Like, right. I, I feel you. I like Abraham Lincoln, I guess, because he's a, he's done some things in this country. But it's a statue. It's not him. <laughs> this is right. an artist rendition of him. Like, take that shit down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think uh, it's Theodore Roosevelt. Uh, he has this huge statue in front of the um, in front of one of the museums. I can't remember which museum it was in New York City. But like the way it's put. Like is is right across from Central Park. There's not you know, there's buildings, tall buildings everywhere in New York City. Mm-hmm. But this stretch here, there's such a clear line of sight to it that it's it's very prominent. It's a huge statue, and it's a statue of him on you know, standing sitting tall on a horse, and then on foot alongside on each side of the horse. On one side is a Native American, um, and on the other side uh, is a is an African and I don't know if he's African American or, or just African mm-hmm. or I'm not sure who these people are exactly but when you the imagery of it I don't know if you could imagine it but it's weird but it's just there in New York City it's just him and both of them got their shirts off like they like they're like subservient full, like it's just weird yeah like they work for him kind of <laughs> yeah so they recently agreed to, to take it down but I've been looking at this thing for years mm-hmm. like what I don't. I don't understand what the message is. Like, <laughs> I can't understand in what world in New York City that they thought they thought this was right. Like it's just so, like it's just the the epitome of colonialism. Like if he had one or the other, it would have been like, damn, that's a rough statue. But uh, maybe maybe it's shown him accepting them. But it's like he has two. Like everything, every every racial group that uh, white people at that time, uh, con- uh, let me use the word conquered and kind of dist- like. Gave uh, delivered some type of destruction to, like they're alongside of him while while walking on foot while he's on a horse. Like it was just weird, man. I'm, I'm thinking of uh, like I, every mayor, um, New York City mayor of my lifetime. <laughs> I feel like Mayor Koch was like, yeah, it's about right. <laughs> Giuliani, <laughs> Giuliani was like, I like it, I like it. <laughs> Bloomberg was like, okay, makes sense. David Dinkins is like, hold on, hold on, hold on, <laughs> hold on. He's like, shut up, David. <laughs> Shut the hell up! And just that's why he was one term. He was he mentioned that shit, David Dinkins. He said, "Hey, uh, that statue, man. Should we do something about it?" Like, All right, David. Gotta you, get him you out. Don't talk to them. Gotta get him out. One term. Yo, it's it's but it's it's and then the, but the but the the thing that makes it, I guess, if you were gonna defend that side, is that they're so like built into hate <laughs> like it's like the hate that comes from when they're like yelling at people i think we watched a video uh, the other day where somebody was yelling at like two people protesting a monument <laughs> but there's so much hate in this man's voice at just these people doing a peaceful protest or you see the way that trump reacts to peaceful protesters or uh in in the in the bubble wallet situation uh dustin skinner the son of a former nascar driver made this long tweet about how he grew up watching nascar and blah 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 and i'll get to the good part of his tweet he says um i know it's not what you guys want to hear but my hat is off to who put that noose at his car frankly i wish they would have tied it to him tied it to him and drug him around the pits because he has single-handedly destroyed what i grew up watching and cared about for 30 years now 
I will not watch the sport anymore, and that's sad. Go NASCAR. I hope the scumbag piece of shit was worth what has been started, but let me assure you he wasn't, right? But, like, bro, you, like, use racial like racial violence in your tweet, <laughs> and then we'll come out the next day, come and, like, apologize and, like, oh, no, I didn't mean it like that. There were no, there was no racism in that comment. Wait, say it again. Who who wrote it? Was that a famous person? It is the son of a famous uh, son of a famous NASCAR driver. So was, uh, Dustin Skinner That's is his crazy. name. Um, and I'll, I'll get his father's That's name crazy. in a second for you. But um, it's it's yeah, like you you sat there by a computer or a phone, typed that whole thing out. Like you definitely were, were going for racism there. So, the son of Mike Skinner. Um, yeah, but like you're, you're like bro, you know what you were going for there. You know what you were appealing. Like black men were, were have been dragged in the south within the past twenty years. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I was just about to say, not even we not even talking about nineteen fifty something. We talking about like two thousand teens or the nineties and shit like that. So it, it's it's crazy, but like that's the type of that's that's the language they would that they use. You know what I'm saying? So it's like even if you were gonna defend that side, but hey, maybe it is their heritage. You know, the Duke's a hazard. Maybe they they grew up watching this. It's like, bro, you took it there. All it's over. A flag. How did he destroy the sport because he didn't want a flag? <laughs> like right. that makes sense to you? Mm-hmm. The, the NFL players destroy yeah. destroy the sport because they're they're doing a peaceful protest. That just like if you know what I mean, like you just you just sensitive then you're gonna get bad over anything. Black yeah, lives Black it's, it's Lives crazy. Matter offends you because Black lives feel like they shouldn't be killed by police. Like you know what I'm saying? Like like you should you need to look in the mirror and see why this stuff bothers you. Yeah, man, like it's it's crazy. In in France, they have they they said that they have this uh, culture of like um like revolts, like revolting. If they don't like something, then they'll revolt, or they they'll at least strongly express their displeasure. And it was interesting to me. I don't know much about like French history and stuff like that, but I wonder if they in, enforce that kind of spirit, or they they allow that kind of spirit from everyone of of all colors. Now I just don't know. So when I think about America. Everyone loves the 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 story of how, of how America revolted against Britain mm-hmm. and got their freedom, and then you know there's that spirit of standing up for yourself and and being able to voice when you don't like something, all that type of stuff. But it it that stops once it becomes black people. Like that's like what this protest and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like that's us living up to the spirit of America and protesting and saying we don't like it, make it better. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like that that's in essence what even in recent days uh, they had some somebody held some kind of property at gunpoint and federal officers were just standing outside the joint just like, "All right, we can't like breach this place yet. Like let's just try to talk them down or something. I can't remember where it was at, but it was somewhere out there in like the mountain region or something mm-hmm. like that. Black people just marching saying, "Man, could you please just stop killing us?" Like just before you kill us, just give us like two seconds and just think about just, it. Right? Just, just give the two seconds. Just think about Turn it. Turn the please. body cam on. Just Our lives matter. <laughs> like, and people are like, nope. Like, what? Well, you hate the country. Go better. home. Get out of the country Go. then. <laughs> exactly. Colin Kaepernick just takes an, a knee when the, the anthem comes on and people going bananas. You hate the government. You hate the military. Fuck Cuomo. Ain't, hold on. Ain't that your governor? No. Ain't that your government, bro? Like, ain't he doing the same thing? <laughs> but turn around, they protesting governors for trying to, to for putting in rules because to save their life. there's a virus. <laughs> yeah. There's some old medieval virus spreading and they just, everyone's clueless. They're like, oh, governor's trying to take our rights and shit like that. And black people saying, well, 
cops are trying to take our lives. <laughs> and and they're like, well, if you hate this country, go home. That's what we do. <laughs> yeah. That's the American way, baby. That's, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know, man. This is, it's, sometimes, I'll be honest, man. Sometimes the country really depresses me. I mean, I'm, and to be black is to, to have moments of depression just about your country and just how people who look exactly like you are treated, no matter how well you're doing in life, like some, at some point you're faced with it in a small way or a big way. I think we're being faced with it right now in a big way. Mm-hmm. And that, you just, like you just walk around with that shit, and I, I think I've said before that every black person has like a a radical in their head, and, and you know, some people are just good at toning that radical down. But every single moment of the day, I'm like, man, I sure should revolt and fucking, I, you know, I want to, I want another black person. Like I, I be having shit like that in my head, <laughs> Amer- and uh, I just walk around with that shit. It just gives me. It affects my mental health, man. And that's just the black life in America. Nah, and America wants to have this like Disney fairy tale of it. Like we can still be a beautiful country. We can still have pride with being honest with what happened in this country. <laughs> like, and we can admit what has like even admitting it is like, no, <laughs> can't do that. Like you know what I'm saying? And it's like you like it, it's. Like I seen an ignorant tweet from from Giuliani the other day. Like they want reparations for doing nothing and all the police. Like what are you talking? We just don't want to be shot. <laughs> yeah. I don't care about none of that shit, bro. Just don't shoot me when you roll up on me. <laughs> like, yeah, give me man, the chance yeah. to make it back home to my family, bro. It's like, come on, man. Like, we gotta be able to like to 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 face the history. Like, don't be ashamed. Like, like for instance, I don't listen to country music, right? But I've heard the the Dixie Chicks have changed their name to the Chicks, and Lady Antebellum changed their name to Lady A. Now, I don't, like I said, I don't listen to any of their music. I, I, Lady Antebellum, I do know one of their songs. But also, like, the name used to be like, what are y'all trying to say with this? <laughs> like, because like, I had to, like, Google the word Antebellum and be like, hmm, what, what, are, what are y'all trying to push here? <laughs> <laughs> I like this song until now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, well, they know what they were doing when they first, when they first, whenever they chose that name, they said, you know, we'll sell albums. <laughs> But just throw antebellum in that shit. <laughs> and I know one of the group mates probably or they manager or something said, Hey, y'all ever thought about naming that lady slavery? And they're like, Whoa, 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 whoa. That's uh Biggs, you gone too far. <laughs> you gone too far. Somebody had to whip out the old thesaurus and, and find another word. Antebellum. <laughs> the, I, I'll be honest, man, going from the Dixie chicks to just the chicks, it... I don't know. This is gonna be another backlash against, against that. <laughs> well, that's what they was getting. They did get backlash. They were like, "Isn't isn't chicks a derogatory term for female?" <laughs> I'm like, "Yo, you can't please anybody, bro." <laughs> Yo, that, that's uh, Lady Antebellum. I I don't know. I'm on the fence of if they should have changed. I guess they were being safe, maybe. But I don't know if they should, they needed to change the Dixie Chicks. But I, I guess I get it. But, they, but here's the thing, right? If they felt like changing the name, that's the group. You know what I'm saying? Like they, right. they allowed to. Like people is literally offended by it. Like how dare you change your name? Well, you why, why you ask? I don't remember anyone protesting them. <laughs> I don't feel like right, I'm, right, I'm right. pretty sure nobody ran up on Lady Antebellum. Like <laughs> I ain't gonna listen to you no more until you change the name. I think they would have been. Well, you know what? People just want the fight. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, for instance, you mentioned a dude who was, like, really angry at those two processes protesting the monument. Mm-hmm. And that dude, he probably barely knows the history of that monument. Oh. But he's just like, yo, people want, people are against it. So, you know what? I'm against them. So, is this Lady Antebellum joint? They want to change their name. They want to change their name. And, you know, now people are like, well, they, 
you know, they are this. So I'm against that. Like, they just want to be against something. And the, the interesting thing, you mentioned the Disney thing, the Disney fairy tale. We were talking about people just trying to make the story a really pretty one instead of the really ugly story of the Civil War. Mm -hmm. And Disney literally, they're trying to change. Like, Disney contributed, or movies in general contributed to this pretty picture of the Civil War. Mm -hmm. It's like Gone with the Wind. So HBO, I forgot who owns them, like Warner. I don't know who, Comcast or some shit. They they own them and they're like, yo, uh, we're going to have it on HBO Max, but they removed it so that they could add like commentary to it. Yeah, I heard just it, to give like it a, more uh, context. Like a critic at the beginning of it, African-American guy speaking at the beginning of it about what, what themes are using there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, exactly. And it kind of gives this like cool, really like as if slavery was cool, like and the Civil War was like, well, that, like it just gave, gave a picture of that just wiped out all the ugly, whitewashed it. I guess that's a good time to use this word. Mm -hmm. And then Disney is changing the theme of the Splash Mountain roller coaster ride. So the theme of it was some kind of show called Song of the South. Yeah, but basically it made it basically made um, <laughs> the, the the Dixie South seem like fucking Mulan or some shit like the fro frog and the princess which is which like we for years we've just been accepting this shit and we like that's how hypnotizing this shit be mm -hmm. we were talking about ducks getting shot in the face repeatedly mm -hmm. and uh I, I think like shit like like when media takes this especially so someone as popular as Disney and presents it to us and feeds us this pretty packaging, we accept it for good reason because, like, that's what we depend on, like, media to do, to take information, process it, and feed it to us in a way that we can easily digest it. Yeah, you're right, bro. It is, uh... It 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 makes it, like, yeah, and I guess, like you said, it makes you kind of, like, I can, look, I can look at myself in the mirror like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because, like, I got a filter on that. I can look at, I can look at this. But, you know, I could post that picture. I got a filter on now. But the ugly truth, you don't want to post that. You know what I mean? You don't want right, right. to promote that. You don't want to put that up. But before we get out of here, Keith, there's something that's near and dear to both of our hearts, man. And that's comedy, right? We're both fans of comedy. And we are sometimes conflicted when it comes to the blackface uh, debate. We spoke about it a few weeks ago, right? We spoke about uh, Jimmy Fallon. Had that uh, tweet that... Sorry, not tweet. Uh, the uh, clip from SNL where he... Uh, did an impressive Chris Rock impression, <laughs> I might say. But he came out and uh, he did apologize for it. You know what I mean? Because you have to, right? Like that's just culture. You did something. It was funny, but now you know, like right, that's not the that's not society anymore. You know what I mean? Eddie Murphy can't tell right. the jokes from Raw anymore. Um, we can't do what we used to do in terms of. That. And even to the, the other day, like I had to. And this is weird for like the other day, I had to like check like one of my homegirls and was like, I don't know if we should still be using that word. <laughs> I don't want to repeat the word she was using, but I was like, I don't know if we should still be using that word. She's like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm just like, all right. I was like, don't you got family members that <laughs> are offended by that word? I was just, it was a head scratcher, but it was just like, you know what I mean? It, it, people just change over time. It's just like certain, you have to call them out. But um, with the blackface drama, the other Jimmy uh, took some smoke. Jimmy Kimmel, um, obviously for mm -hmm. stuff he's done on the Man Show, I, one that comes to mind is him imitating Karl Malone wearing blackface. Um, another one that he's gotten in trouble for, well, I guess he was he did a rap one time called uh, "Christmas Time in the LBC," where he was imitating Snoop Dogg and used the N word um, several times. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, 
Now, I don't know. I mean, it was with the man show, so I don't know if he got beeped out, but obviously he's insinuating he's using the N-word. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, Jim, by the way, the man show for the times pushed like the limits of like censorship type stuff, like that type of thing. Definitely. So they were, definitely. They, they, they try, they, that was their brand of comedy, Adam Carolla and Jimmy Kimmel, to be a bit provocative. But but what this has caused, and Jimmy has taken a, a leave of, of absence, I guess, for a little bit, which, I mean, I don't know, with during this corona, how much they were recording the show anyway. Um, I don't know if, you know, like a lot of shows, they move to that, we're, rec- we're on to interview people from the house type of thing. I don't know if the, if the late night shows have done that. But um, mm-hmm. either way, Jimmy's taking some time off, um, you know, just to, you know, I guess, you know, you're, you're on time out, buddy. Um, so that's made other comedians go back through their catalog and be like, oh, whoa, <laughs> let me check up. And one of, you know, I, I'm a fan of Tina Fey. I like Tina Fey, you know, huge fan of her work uh, from SNL. 30 Rock, one of my favorite shows. And I guess Tina Fey was like, yo, NBC, we got some stuff. We got to <laughs> listen. Maybe we should not use these episodes anymore. Um, and I was like, I'm sitting here thinking, like, what, what, what is she talking about? Right. Like, I don't remember any blackface episodes, but <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> if you think about um, 30 Rock, that's they pushed cultural stereotypes. That was the comedy, right. like, right? Like, you know, they had a character called Twofer. Um, Tracy Morgan, which was one of the funniest characters, um, played into certain stereotypes of, of the buffoon or lazy or, you know, uh, hypersexual, just a bunch of different things, you know what I mean? Uh, that you could sit there right. and, and point at. And I don't even know if they were purposely going for all of those either. You know, some of them is just maybe Tracy Morgan, <laughs> his character just coming across. But, um,. They uh they they went for certain things, but I was like, well, but I remember now that I've seen it, like uh, Jenna, who is played by uh, what's her name? I want to get make sure I get her name right. Uh, Jane Kr- Kr- yeah. Krasinski, yeah, she got a weird name. Jane Krasinski or Kr- Kr- Krakowski? Krakowski yeah, yeah. Are you trying to say she married to to Jim Halpert from the Office? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she wore blackface a couple times. Right, she uh, apparently swapped identities with Tracy Morgan um, in, during one of the seasons, and then in season five, <laughs> uh, attended a costume party dressed up as Lynn Swan. Um, which sounds funny because you know you know the show, <laughs> so you're like, damn, that probably worked, man. Even John Hamm of a uh, Mad Men fame during his short stint on uh, Thirty Rock did blackface and did a uh, a parody of Amos and Andy alongside with Tracy Morgan. Um. And then Tina Fey also uh, caught backlash for again using Jane Krakowski <laughs> in Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt to play a Native American character. <laughs> but then, then the internet just started going ham and was like, "What else can we find on Tina Fey?" And then people were like, "Oh, in uh, in Mean Girls, we don't like how you depicted Asian Americans <laughs> as a uh, as a uh, what's it called as, as having like a a, 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 a a statutory rape relationship with one of the coaches." Then they went back to Kimmy Schmidt and was like, you know, uh, what's, his, what's the black's character name? Titus? <laughs> like, you know, Titus, uh, Titus used yellow face and dressed up as a gay show one time. <laughs> no. Wow. I, but then I started thinking, I'm like, that's what Tina Fey does. <laughs> like, that's yeah. her brand of comedy. Like, you ever seen, I don't know if you've seen Sisters, but one of the jokes come to mind is I think they go, like, get a manicure and they invite, like, the, the Asian ladies um, to the party. And she's like, yeah, you know, uh, you know, we're going to have a party. We're going to have chips and juice. And she was like, I like juice. She's like, you saying you like juice or you like juice? And that was the joke. They were going, you know what I mean? <laughs> they were going back and forth. Well, yeah. I, I don't know much about, like, Sister, I've seen it, yeah. but nothing is memorable to me except the, the, the interactions between... Amy Polar char- Polar's character and um, 
one of the the I think she's Korean, and she was like doing a feet the pedicure. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. That's what I was pause. talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she was like, "What's your name, Juan?" No, Juan, like that shit. That was fucking. But that you, made me you, think of it. That's like, yo, that's her brand account. That's what they do. <laughs> yeah, like they, they're just extra ridiculous. And I think, I mean, I don't, I don't think they had great representation on their writing staffs, but like they had black people in the room. In the room, like I think Donald Glover was like a writer on Thirty Rock mm-hmm. or something like that, and. uh I don't know, man. Like, it, it works for the time. And I, I guess it's the same sensibility that people apply to the, the Confederate statue. So if you're, uh, if you're not, if you're against taking down Confederate statues, I know that's like a double negative, mm-hmm. but, or if you're, if you're pro-Confederate statue. Keeping them up. Th- right. Then it's, it's often because, like, listen, history is history. Like, it's not like we put it up. 10 years ago when we kind of had a better sense of this stuff like it's there so why take it down now so now i I was i found myself thinking in that way clearly it's not the same thing but it's like i don't believe so confederate statues like the the idea is racist like at the very core of it in my mind 30 rock I, i would like to think that they find themselves to be progressive and culturally liberal and all this stuff and every you know like black people working with white people and all this type of stuff and they didn't make it from a racist place on purpose but but maybe because I'm a fan of comedy you know, you know, I don't <laughs> you know to defend it. like, it's a tough one I can defend like, this General Lee statue <laughs> no nah. right exactly like if they could defend that and I'm here defending them being able to keep up some of the blackface <laughs> it's, it's, it's a tough we gotta find the middle we gotta find the middle ground America <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot of middle ground. It, it's it's true. So it so like people mention like putting the the um the Confederate monuments like in indoor spaces, like taking them out out of like let's say parks and putting them into whatever the town's museum is, mm-hmm. which is which is interesting, right? Because it, you're not destroying history, but you're putting it somewhere you know, where someone would have to go looking for it, as opposed to someone exactly. just experiencing an outdoor experience. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. That's, that's, right. That's so now, what the hell do you do with comedy? Because uh, I'm not going to put you on. A, you don't have to answer this question. This could be rhetorical, but isn't there a part of you that kind of wants to see, uh, <laughs> like um, Jenna tr- try to be Lynn Swan? <laughs> like just a s- yo, Jenna's hilarious. First of all, <laughs> so it's like the rule of blackface is if you're if you're done if it's funny, it works. I was like white yeah. America, you have to be extremely funny. Just like black people have to be great at everything, just to be equal. You have to be extremely funny to pull off blackface. And Jenna fits that criteria um, for Thirty Rock. I think like, and if we're gonna compare it to the the statues, all right, you, you don't have to destroy the statues. But like you said, you could take them down and put them in a different place, right? Um, with mm-hmm. comedy, we don't have to destroy the show. We definitely shouldn't cancel Tina Fey. At all, you know what I'm saying? I don't think she should lose endorsements or anything or anything stupid like that. Or people want awards taken away from her. I'm not in support of that either. But what I will say is that those episodes don't have to be played. You know what I mean? Like, like you, they aired at a time when they were offensive at that time. Drew, do believe me that maybe the voice of the people who were offended wasn't as loud. But there was offense. Someone got offended by it, right? Someone had to maybe right. turn the TV off by it. But but what I will say when it comes to comedy and why Tina Fey and Thirty Rock I think did it so well. They made fun of everyone equally. They made fun of women. They made fun of 
you know what I'm saying? And the main character was a woman, you know what I'm saying? But she still used right. it to make fun of herself. It was self-deprecating. And I think you were one of the people that taught me comedy is is depending on your appearance self-deprecating because either work or don't like if you look like will smith self-deprecating doesn't work tina fey although she's attractive in my eyes she pulls off a role where she's kind of like i'm wearing sweatpants to work i didn't take a shower today so she's going out of her way and but she kind of fits that character you know what i mean like yeah. because of her well, you all had a thing for for history teachers i always thought it was weird but. <laughs> librarians <laughs> librarians now tina fey got that like, now nah, she's attractive but like not in i guess when you cover think girl of, if i yeah like right not cover girl like if i tell you make a list of quote-unquote attractive ladies there's tons of them but you'd probably point out tyra banks or um the lady from one of them ladies from baywatch something like that but you wouldn't think, oh, Tina Fey, nah. she's bad as hell. Nah. That's not, you know. She'd be on the top of nah, my I'd, I'd kick it. I'd smoke it with her. I'd smoke with her, Liz. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I, you know, I'd kick it with her. Like, we chill and shit. <laughs> but um, but like, if you drew a picture of one, like a a, a, a police sketch, it, it wouldn't be Tina Fey. Exactly, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. But yeah, so. No, no, go ahead, my fault. Uh, so, so one thing that, that this um, makes me think about is probably the best blackface performance might be in history. You want to th- what is it? What is if, what, what is the best one? Well, let, let me ask you what, what, what do you think I'm going to say? I'm going to ask you what do you think I'm going to say and then I'm going to ask you would you protest if they took that shit down from every streaming um <laughs> streaming outlet. <laughs> so what do you think I'm gonna, about to say the best blackface performance ever? <laughs> Period. It's not considered blackface because the person doing it is black, but I definitely think the best blackface is uh, David Allen Grant playing Maya Angelou. Damn, that's a good one. Ah, shit. It's not considered blackface, but he definitely he took that one over. But that, that, if we if we had, <laughs> if we had to pick a white person uh, painting themselves uh, to, in blackface, it'd have to be Tropic Thunder, Robert Downey Jr. Yes, you got it, man. Yo, if they took that down, then I don't know, man. Like. You know why? Just not just the performance, because the performance was bananas. Like that performance, like people probably look at some other Oscar in the movie and say, "Yo, that's when I knew Robert Downey Jr. was the man." Mm-hmm. Tropic Thunder. Like I was like, "Yo, this dude." I've never because every time a white person plays a black dude, like it always comes off like forced. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it was honestly looking back, it was it was fairly um, stereotypical, but. When people describe stereotypical anything, there's always a, a, a handful of, at least a handful of people who actually fit that description. So the feeling I got from it is that, is that yes, when I think about a picture of a 1960s, 1970s black dude, it's that character Robert Downey Jr. played, mm-hmm. but he did it well. I felt as if he didn't make it minstrelly. You know what I'm saying? Like he, it, it was just, and he played a white dude playing a black dude, which was good also. Like he, it was just dope, man. But I, you I also just, could forget that he's a white dude. You kind of forget that it's a white dude in some of the scenes when they're not focusing on his obviously being a white dude playing a black guy and he's kind of just in the right. background. You kind of forget that it's a white dude dressed up as a black guy. Right. Because it's done so well. But no, I get what you're saying. And and, and they and they take that angle similar to what Tina Fey um, took as far as it's more of a commentary Am I pronouncing that shit right? <laughs> Commentary on, on that kind of thing, like white people playing um, it, uh, people of other ethnic groups. Mm-hmm. So if you ever look at Breakfast at Tiffany's, I know I'm taking it way back, but they have this white dude playing a Chinese dude. I've heard of it. And man, 
When I say <laughs> that shit is offensive, I, I, my God. <laughs> and that's a classic movie. Like, that's like on a list of like movie buffs. And I say, oh, you got to watch these movies. Is you know, this, you know, this, that. And you got to watch Breakfast, Breakfast at Tiffany's. Yeah. Man, is that shit offensive. And I knew it was a, you know how you know it's offensive? I knew it was offensive before like this cultural, like uh, before this, this, Awareness has happened. Like I, I clearly the it was offensive <laughs> before. before the wokeness happened. It was like you remember Japanese and well, not that you remember, but you know of Japanese internment camps in America had like um, propaganda and like cartoons with making like um, Asian people with like these huge teeth and like mm-hmm. making their eyes and all that type of stuff. Like the character was like they made him up like that with the teeth and everything, it was mm-hmm. bananas. And it was a white actor, insane, but. So like it's kind of a commentary on that on that history, but the fact that this dude was such a good actor, he pulled off the black dude. That was bananas to me. <laughs> I think you know we can't cancel it, right? I'll go with this. I'll, I'll give you this, Confederate flag supporters. <laughs> if you put if the statues can go in a museum where, in an educational context, they could be explained to people and not feel like, all right, you just came to go bird watching in the park and you have to walk past a statue of General Lee. You know what I mean? Like, if they could be put in that context, I'm willing, I am willing to, before Tropic Thunder, to have a social commentary of about five minutes about why that's funny and what they're making fun of. If that makes sense. Right. So they're not, so it's like, like so there could be an education with it of why this was a joke and why this isn't necessarily offensive where, where other things might be. I don't mind that. If I, if I have to watch five minutes of that to enjoy Tropic Thunder... I'll give you that. If I have to watch it before the Tina Fey episode, uh, or the, sorry, the blackface episodes of uh, of Thirty Rock, if Tina Fey and 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 uh, Jane Krasinski, had, uh, Krasinski, <laughs> whatever the hell her last name is, <laughs> got to come on and uh and 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 have a discussion of this wasn't meant to offend, and they can understand why this offends people. I'm willing to do that. You know what I mean? But let's put an educational context to it rather than because because you know what it, what I think was best the best. Uh, version of uh that thing is something i've seen I, 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 I could be wrong i might be misquoting it but i think it's tom and jerry there's a lot of racial themes in tom and jerry considering a character that they had called like mammy or something like that that used to uh wow. <laughs> come out and beat the shit out of tom every once in a while and wow. <laughs> i had to watch like a, a before i watched some of the videos on youtube like Whoopi goldberg came on and had to explain like why some of this wasn't cool and i'm like i'm 100 percent in favor of that and then i watched another youtube video showing all the racial stuff in like cartoons over time but yeah, yeah if you're gonna do that put a disclaimer put something at the beginning you know what i mean before remember in the 80s before every episode before every drug episode of a, a sitcom they had the uh, this is a very special episode talk right before you know what i mean right <laughs> like bring that back <laughs> but but there's we should be able to experience this thing whether you're enjoying it whether you're condemning it we should be able to experience it um not cancel it not burn the books not hide it from history but experience it in an educational context well said and with that being said keith that's another episode in the books uh where can they find you at on social media brother instagram me and my underscore 35 Yes, yes, yes. And check him out, man. The boy's out there uh, with a, doing his thing, you know what I mean? Representing world traveling. <laughs> well, not right now because of Corona, but back not right now. <laughs> about to say, when this thing ends, man. But uh, you can find me on social media, on Instagram, uh, at Plickapeasy, P-L-I-C-C-A, 
P-E-E-Z-Y. Also check out the Perfect Talk podcast at Perfect Talk Radio on Instagram. Um, Keith, we have a podcast. We have a podcast and we have a website. Check us out at PerfectTalkPodcast.com. Every episode of the Perfect Talk podcast is available on there, um, as well as my radio show, The Night Shift, and my radio show I do with my homeboy, DJ Show, called The Money Talks Radio Show. Also, every episode of the Perfect Talk podcast is available on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, uh, and much, much more, man. So go out there, check it out. Make sure you leave a review. We love when you do that. And, um, you know, give us a rating, man. Let, let, tell a friend to tell a friend. Check us out, man, because we are doing this every week for y'all. Keith, what you watching on TV right now, brother? Slim pickings nowadays. It's just me finding random movies. And uh, it's tough right now because Insecure ended a couple weeks ago. I got to catch up with that. Uh, oh, would you just... Oh, damn. oh, you know what? I started last night, though, and I was a week late because uh, the shy lot... Um, I think it, it, it released on June twenty something. The Shy. So I watched episode one of The Shy, and what was exciting about that first episode was I think everybody who's a fan of The Shy is looking to see how they're going to handle Jason Mitchell. You know how they're going to transition. That's the character because you remember that he caught the Me Too stuff, right? He was uh, wilding exactly. out. Yeah, exactly. So he caught the the, um, the Me Too stuff, and. Um, him and, and one of the co-stars between him and one of the co-stars stuff like that so they said yo mad people dropped him his agency and some movie he was doing this show so they dropped him so it was interesting because right at the beginning they just had his funeral <laughs> which is because they had to you know yeah to, ex- to exit a character it was just fascinating they just had his funeral with his picture up and, and then that was it that's the, that's what's left of his character and now they can move forward with other stuff he's sitting at home like damn I wonder if they're gonna use my scenes damn <laughs> <laughs> no and I know on, on just from a creator's from a creator's perspective you're like right, at least use my shit or something <laughs> flashback nah, or something right <laughs> word so so um and and another interesting thing is about seven months ago he did an interview with the Breakfast Club, just kind of talking about his whole his whole shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not really saying much stuff you expect. Like, all right, this is what it you know what it really was like, and da da da, and kind of you know parsing words. I wonder if that, he must have went through a a person to. I wonder if it's his idea. I don't know. I wonder. What do you mean? Like, I wonder if like, it was totally his idea to go on the radio to to talk about this shit like you know, especially the breakfast club do you think he did himself any favors by doing that or did he hurt his case i think i think i don't know what the feedback's been but um maybe in the long run it's better that he showed his face and then go back into you know then go back into hiding so when he comes back out it's not it's crazy i mean he could still have a, a career i mean it probably won't be as crazy as it would have been because my man Kane, he's easy. That man had some big roles, man. He was easy. He got some joint on Netflix called Mudbound that he did did his thing in. Um, a few roles, and you just did his thing. And then the shy, the shy, he played a dope. He played he played a dope character. So, um, did he do himself any favors? Maybe in the long run, the fact that he just showed his face. Sorry, right, I'm gonna face up to this thing the best I know how, and then just chill and see, you know, where, where I could get back into the game because look at nate parker that dude yeah right he yeah i was gonna it say it was rape straight up rape mm-hmm. the dude who did um the the birth of a nation i think it's called yeah the the 20 whatever 16 version i can't remember what year it was it was but he's still working and they didn't like take his movie down i guess he made the movie was finished and ready for release just in time i guess that movie was actually what sparked 
people say, hey, but ain't he or didn't he beat a rape charge or whatever years ago? Yeah. But still, he's like working. I be you know. Have you seen him on on the social media? I guess doing stuff. No, it, it it's, ain't gonna be no blockbusters, but he's still gonna work. That's what I'm saying. Like like the cancel culture is what you make it. Like if you're gonna, I mean, people could kill themselves over it, obviously. Um, but I mean, you don't have to. You know what I'm saying? There's always a forgiveness. There's always like you, you could do more. Paula Deen's on TV, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? So if you if you're willing to, to just keep trying to keep going. Um, it, it's out there. Real quick though, before we end, man, I, I know a lot of the leagues are starting back up. Just w- with what you're seeing with coronavirus, uh, the trends. Do you think any, if or or maybe even all of the leagues are going to reach their championship uh, level? Or you mean you think like it might get all shut them down? Have a championship game? Or you think it might get shut down before then? Uh, I think no, yeah, it's it's a hard one to tell. Yeah, nah, I don't think all of them will. I think uh, NHL. Might be able to have one just because they're smaller and they can make decisions like that without they don't have to deal with as much politics or as much layers of decision makers like the NBA or NFL or even MLB does. Like they could make decisions quicker. And then if they make mistakes, it's not as detrimental to their brand. Yeah, I think NBA because of the bubble. And any other leagues working in the bubble, but I feel like with NFL, if you're going back home to your family and then you're coming to practice and then you're going back home, I don't know. That seemed dangerous, bro. <laughs> yep. That seemed hella dangerous. Then you're traveling and all this. I don't I mean, I, I hope for the best. I hope we could get through this, but I don't I wouldn't be surprised if shit gotta get shut down again. And not to be doom and gloom. I mean, it's, it is sports. So I will health is the most most important thing, but I, I hope they do, you know what I mean? Words. But yeah, man, we up out of here, bro. Say goodbye to the people, man. Peace. Peace.